about watching that television show I taped yesterday? And welcome to another great episode of Do You Remember Robotech? I have a very exciting letter here. Let me just go ahead and read it. Shane, you have gone past the audition for Miss Macross. You're going to be the, the singing champion of this of one ship. Wow, that's really cool. And my good friend Manny is the only judge. Uh, you're going to be the ranked last. Sorry. Oh. All right. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy. Unless to you give me 20 bucks. You can have all my money, but I just need to win. I don't have anything in this life. I want to be Miss. <laughs> I want to be Miss Macross. I want to be oh, Mr. Geez. Macross perfectly, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. This is a lot of pressure, but all right. All right. That's what friends are for, for doing a little bit of bribes under the table. Take that and suck it. Boom. A little bit of an authoritative opening here on our fantastic podcast, because you know what? I am authoritatively happy to be sharing this great episode with all of you. And when I say episode, I mean episodes because we cover two episodes each episode that we do. Go on. What are you, what are you talking about here? Uh, We're talking about Robotech and Macross? Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that is the, the basis of our podcast. If you're starting watching this podcast on this episode, very cool. You know, sometimes I do that with podcasts. I might like check out like, hey, what's the newest one like? Is it a good fit? You know, they probably got their audio issues fixed up. And you know what? I think our audio sounds okay. Uh, I've listened to it. It's very readable. I've listened to some other podcasts. It sounds a lot worse. Could be better. But, you know, with like non-professional equipment, I think ours is, is, is uh, just fine. Probably will only be getting better as I get better at editing. I haven't listened to our podcast, but I'm assuming I, I'm placing my full faith in you. I know you've got this. I edit you out completely. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I replace you with like an AI Joe Biden. It's really funny. Oh, wow. Okay. Is, is he the one that like talks about booty? Have you seen that, that Joe Biden? That's good. Is, is it the same one where like all the presidents are talking together about calling like gaming Halo? among us yeah. or something? Yeah. Yes, that's good. That's pretty good. It's a hip podcast. Real- I'd rather you replace me with Obama. No, he's got a voice. Yes. Um, yeah, he's got a cool voice. Did you, sorry to briefly bring up Baki. Uh, Obama shows up in Baki at one point, And for the English dub, they bring in a full-on Obama impersonator. Like he's doing the that's whole, the whole stutter thing. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'll try to show you later, and then you'll probably groan and say, I don't want to listen to this. And then you'll does, does listen he, to Does it. he do the dramatic pauses that Obama does? He does. He does because he, Obama does like some Shatner pauses in there. You know, I hate to say it. I wasn't going to bring this up, but now that you've you've said that, when I'm editing this podcast, occasionally I think to myself when I'm going through your sentences that you too have the Shatner pauses. Oh wow! <laughs> this this is uh, I don't know how to. What, oh, uh, I'm going to need a second here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking I'm I'm more of the bully in the, this relationship. But usually, Mandy is more of the bully, and I'm and I'm the the victim. 
So this is just kind of a little table turning situation. Oh man, this is like a talk shit get hit kind of situation here. Take a lesson, kids. Violence uh, always comes back and it's always good. Anyway, I'm excited to go ahead and get started with our very first segment of the day. And that will be Manny talking about some delightful voice actor, a single one. Yes, I uh, kind of betrayed you last time by only talking about uh, Melanie McQueen uh, and her her wonderful take on uh, Misa Hayes. So let's do wait Lisa Hayes. Let's so let's do Misa Hayase today. Uh, voiced portrayed by one Mika Doi D O I. Uh, she is an industry veteran. When you know recurring roles in all three shows that comprise Robotech, Macross and Mospita and Southern Cross. So we're going to be hearing a lot of her. Oh, cool! Are you excited for that? Yeah, maybe you could do one more performance each each time she comes up. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess I won't I won't catch all her roles in in, in this little roundup here. But I, I don't know if you if you've watched a little show called Sailor Moon. She does Queen Serenity. Watch mostly the dub. Oh, just the dub the the original dub or, or like the second dub? I have no idea. Probably the original dub. It was when I was uh, a kid. What would that be? Okay, yes, that would be the original dub. The I think Deke D I Q dub they're, they're like censored yeah. anyway we're talking about mika doi not sailor moon have you ever heard of this show called one piece uh yes it is not a good way to view one piece i watch an edited version and it's usually like kind of mid i wouldn't recommend it to anyone uh but... do you know the character named kobe yeah he's one of the first guys who shows up yeah uh, that's mika doi that's 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 our homegirl right there how what do you think about because uh, i don't know one piece but you know one piece you're the one piece master here Please do not call me that. I do not like One Piece enough to call me. It's not like it might. It's not like a top five battle shown in. There, there's some fun stuff in it, but relatively speaking, tell me, tell me just a quick little bit about Kobe. What's Kobe? Kobe is a young impressionable child who wants to make a good change in the world. And oh, is just, he is he the the little navy guy? Yes, and he oh. does so by joining the super most evil organization in the whole universe, the Marines. Oh, Kobe, um, no! What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on, uh, have you heard of this game called Kingdom Hearts? I want to talk more about Kobe, but uh, yes, I have heard of Kingdom Hearts. Okay, now so there's two characters that that Mika does. One uh one Alice of of Wonderland fame and one yeah. Daisy Duck of Duck fame. Does she not do the voices for those outside of Kingdom Hearts? Uh from what I saw she does them uh, for Alice and for one game for Daisy Duck. Okay, but like not in the but, actual but she, like she did, she did Alice in, I think, believe the actual Disney movie. Okay, so what you've done here is you've taken the voice actor for Alice in Wonderland and said this voice she, actress yes, performs it, it, the role of Alice from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it's, it's I wanted to wrap up the Disney world in one piece. Okay. Okay. Moving on, she also does a little bit of uh, like Western uh, television dubbing, like Western movies and television. Mm-hmm. So she is uh, Forrest Gump's mom. I, do not I don't, I don't know that. if you remember Forrest Gump's mom, but not not all makes it makes it a big impression in the, the early part of that movie. Not in the slightest. She also does. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Jack Bauer of For 24 fame. Yes, yeah. he used to uh, live she, with a alcoholic who was super huge into 24, and he good. stole all the liquor from our liquor cabinet. That sounds like exactly right. That's that's like the very Jack Bauer fan type. Anyway, he <laughs> really she plays Jack Bauer's wife uh, for only the first season of Twenty Four. 
I won't tell you if she stops voicing her uh, or if the character dies. I'm not, you know, into the spoilers here. And one more. I'm just going to drop this little one here because it's very interesting to me. I want to I want to see here this dub. She does April O'Neil in the 80s Turtles cartoon, the 80s Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, yeah. I'm not really a TMNT guy, but some of my friends are. Yeah, me. I'm your friend. I'm that guy. You you don't you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. Really? I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? Heroes in a half shell. I'm gonna gatekeep time. you a little bit. What like have you watched anything past the 80s show? No, not at all. Zero bit. Okay. Not, not interested in the anything past the 80s show is but ugly. Manny, I hate to say this. That means you are not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. That means you are 30 years old. I'm more than 30 years old. I'm... You're one of those guys that have like G.I. Joe and Transformers on his T-shirt. And he goes out and he doesn't really care about any of those properties the way a real fan would. He's just that old. And that's all he remembers from his childhood. He doesn't want to learn anything new. Look, like if you want to get into it, I, <laughs> I didn't even watch Turtles in English. I watched it in Spanish back back in the old country. Okay. Okay. You're lucky I don't know <laughs> Mexican boomer jokes. <laughs> I don't understand the culture to that extent. Oh, I'm safe me. then. You can't get You can't get me here. Uh, one, one last thing about One Piece is that, real real quick, I watched the first episode of the live action thing. Uh, Cody kind of has like a sidekick that he's in the Navy with, and he's like a horrible little gremlin guy. has a terrible haircut. In the live action version, they made the decision to make him really hot and also show his like beautiful ass on screen. Like he's fully oh. naked. They, they show his hot ass. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's I don't it's uh it's I didn't really like the first episode that much. It's fine. It it was okay. I'll how, watch some more of it. Uh, just real quick, how does it look? It looks fine. It doesn't, the, look, it doesn't look like like some of those like those those things that shouldn't be live action, but they force it. No, it's pretty considered. There's a good amount of practical sets and stuff that make that part look good. The rubber effects are surprisingly okay. You know, for does it Luffy. does it have the rubber sound that that Luffy sometimes does? Not so. Much. I think they downplay it a little bit. You know, like that that leather rubbing sound that he does sometimes. It's it's kind of cool. I like it. Good good one piece talk. Thank you. Let's talk about another famous anime manga brand. That has some other relationships to stretching occasionally. Um, I actually don't know is that, is that I don't know. Is there a stretching guy in JoJo? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Off the top of my head. Oh, JoJo, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Why do you forget about every part of this Jeez. podcast? Uh, so we're going to introduce our beautiful segment, fan favorite. We are going to do standing ovation. Can you picture those claps in your head, man? I, I paused for the claps. Like I. Yeah. I heard them in my mind's ear. Respect the claps. And we're going to be talking about a uh, fan favorite, a very relevant one today. Do you, you do have that all set up and ready to go, Manny? And you, audience, I hope you also have your finger on the trigger to be ready to look at these photos. I I am in the Google Doc ready to scroll down. Okay. I see you in the Google Doc as well. Yeah. Hi there. Hey, look, it's you. Apparently you're an uh, anonymous duck. That's me. Yeah, I am awaiting for permission to scroll down. Okay, you and the audience now have permission to scroll down. All right. Okay. Oh wow. Whoa. This is this is this. Oh, okay. So this guy's a cell. <laughs> yes, this guy is a cell. That's your best description yet. Uh, this guy's a cell. Uh, this is Echoes. So very fitting with the theme of this episode and the name Transformation. Uh, Echoes is a stand that has multiple transformations. It gets stronger each time. 
Uh, so we're going to go through and we'll kind of describe them uh, first by first. Uh, the, the first guy, kind of like a, a larval cell. He's a little, uh, kind of got like a, a snake tail. He's got two green. Uh, he's sort of he's like, got the snake, the the cell tail. Like it's yeah. just, imagine cell's tail, even with the the uh, the little camo spotted pattern that it has. That's their hair too. Yeah, uh, he he has like a very like tiny like turtle body. Aside from it, is some some cute little hands. Uh, he has two giant eyeballs that are sort of like not the. Uh, chameleon can, eyes almost uh, yeah that, that's much better i was gonna say like quidditch eyes uh to reference a uh, another problematic media property uh and he's very cute he's got like a little hard hat and so this is echoes act one this is the very first one that comes out do, do you like how this guy looks uh i like the tail and like the, <laughs> is that like skateboard wheels in between the tail and the <laughs> yeah. body oh yeah he he like flies i don't really know why he has skateboard wheels but he does i mean have cell them. cell flies also so you, you think Cell should have wheels? Uh, I think Cell should have like uh, skateboard wheels, like uh, in the tail, so that he could like skate on his tail. It would be be very cowabunga of him. I really like it if while Cell was waiting for him to show up during the Cell games, that he was just doing some sick ollies on the the stadium, <laughs> on setup. the tournament stage. Yeah, yeah. just like Yavsha came over, he's like Shaka Bra, dude. You want to want to skateboard together? And Cell's like, Yeah, let's do it. Oh man, like. I, I could imagine Yamcha doing that, but but <laughs> Perfect Cell is too dignified for that nonsense. Okay. He, has, he has Yamcha's DNA in him. He has the skater genes. No, he can't turn down a shock of Dr. Jiro would not have included Yamcha's DNA. Going to get our fact checkers on this. Like, like even, even if in the canon it's right, it's wrong in my heart. So I, I'm going to tell you, Manny, that these guys have three separate abilities that are kind of related to each other. And I kind of let you guess bit by bit. And I'll let well, you guess each you've time. You've only described the first. Form, yeah, well, so. I'm, I'm going to say the first ability. You know, we're okay, go on okay, from so that. Gonna... Yeah. So for the act one, what do you think this guy does? What's his ability? Uh, he uh, gets into his shell like a uh, Koopa in Super Mario World. It just moves around the stage in his little turtle shell. You know, he like does it. He like does a stand ability, Manny. That's just that's, that's a stand ability. That is not a stand ability. He's gonna get you. <laughs> Put in his little shell. He's moving around, spinning around. That's that's a stand ability if I've ever heard one. Okay, so just you're, like how that's you, what the wheel is for. Okay, so keyboard wheels. Does he like? Does he? So it's like when you kick a Koopa shell at someone, it's like that. Yes, like when you okay. when you when you pick it up as Mario and you throw it, and there's like ten Koopas in front of you, and then like do 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 and you get a one up at the end. Okay, uh, it is not that. Uh, so Echoes Act 1 has the ability to write anything on any surface or person. If it is an onomatopoeia, typically what will happen is a sound effect related to the onomatopoeia will be produced. Uh, if, if it is a sentence uh, written in the words, they will influence the target state of mind. So essentially, like if they write fire, then you might get like a psh, psh sound. Or if you write, I love you, then the person will feel like, oh, I feel so loved. And that's their the heart will go a flutter. Yes. All right. All right. That, that but, seems kind of like a low tier power. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they, they get stronger and stronger as it goes on. Yeah. Uh, he does use it pretty successfully once. There's a, a fight where a guy essentially makes his family not believe in him. And then he like writes, I believe in you on his mom. And his mom says, oh, I believe in you now. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it is cute. Uh, act two, we'll take a look at this guy. So now he's a little bit. Um, he, he's in, like he's like the imperfect cell. Yeah, uh, semi-imperfect cell, I guess. Semi-perfect cell? Is that the second one? Anyway, he's big and bulky. He's still got the long tail. 
he, he like I, I can see semi perfect cell in his second form. Mm-hmm. He changed out his wheels for legs, so now he could walk around. He still kind of got a turtle shell vibe, but he's uh, got some more muscles. The best way I would describe it is semi perfect cell combined with the movie version of the robot from Lost in Space. Uh, so, so knowing what the first guy does, what do you think Act Two does when he transforms into him? Uh, does he speak? And uh, influence you like that? Can you hear his voice? His beautiful voice? You know, it's really funny. That's an act three can speak. That's like not really part of his ability, but just a thing he can do. But act two does cannot speak yet. Okay. Uh, so his ability is kind of related. Uh, so he can write sound effects on any person or object uh, when the writing is touched an effect relating to the sound is produced. For example, if you write like boing on something that becomes like really bouncy and elastic or if you're like, uh, it's going to like make wind appear like a big gust of wind. Oh, man, this is this is uh, <laughs> this is like very situational, like like a lot of stand powers. Like, I, I, I don't see how these powers would be used, but I guess this is just like the, the transitional stage. I think that's really useful. You could do a lot of stuff. You could you could like put a guy on fire by really like. On there, I don't know if that's a good like fire. <laughs> Can you write like like whoop and like on the ground, and if somebody steps on it, they slip. Yes, that, that's exactly it. You, Manny, you see, you're already thinking of great ways to use a stand. Oh, uh, uh, I'm disgusted <laughs> with myself. <laughs> Looking into the mirror, what have I become? Oh, uh, like I'm just like grabbing my own head, pulling my okay. hair. All right, so here here we go. So Act Three, we'll describe him. Uh, this guy um, is looks like kind of like just a baby. He looks like a little baby guy uh, with a bunch of little like cell markings on him. I guess is how yeah. you'd say it. Like almost a little bit more like like Kid Boo esque with a whole Kid bunch Boo of like, body shape, but like uh, but cell uh, pattern to his to the surface of his skin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's he's pretty cute too. Pretty pretty tiny little guy. Much much more of a human being than the the other two who are still like you know full turtle half turtle. This is like and, and he's at a big number three in his crotch. Yeah, he's the third what that's one. About he's a, he's act three. He's the third one. Yeah, but does he have to have the number three in his crotch? Really big? It's, it's a it's a, it's like a loincloth. Only because he's like sitting that specific way is why it's there. And he's got he's got some good shoes too. He's got some style. Yeah, the shoes are like sewed into the pants. What are we doing here? Uh, what's his power? This guy looks like, well, I mean, I, I already guessed it, I guess. He can speak. Okay, that, oh, no, that's, no, not no, that's not his power. Okay. Uh, well, he's he's kind of like squatting. You know, he's, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say he he seduces you with his eyes. Okay. You don't think it's like related to the, the sound stuff that has been going on for the last two? You, you say they throw it out completely? He just looks too sexy like this. Okay, well, I'll I'll give you half points. You are correct. They did throw out all the sound stuff for for this guy. He is no longer has a power related to sound, uh, or 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 words or anything like that. Uh, instead, he punches people and they get really heavy. Ah, uh, that is unexpected. I did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. He. Some people think that there's like more to it because so, like I said, he he talks and occasionally he swears and he'll to like yell out like B I T C H bitch. Like that. It's, it's amazing. I love him. Uh, so when he first does his ability, he says, I've combined three and freeze to make uh, my my attack three freeze. And so people are like, oh, can he like maybe like rhyme other words or do different effects? But he only ever does that. So as far as we know, that's all we all he can do. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to cut you off here because we've yeah. been talking about Jojo too long. Yeah. There's too many, too many forms. Yeah. 
Uh, I've had it up to here. I'm, I'm reaching, touching my forehead. We're at the end Enjoy of the segment Joe. anyway. So, and I'm cutting you off. If I don't cut you off, you're going to keep going. You're going to talk about other things that you think are cool. That's it. That's it. That's the that 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 was the last thing I had to say. I was I wasn't cut off. I I chose to stop because that's the end of the segment. But um, I mean, you you have to say like what you think of this guy altogether. That's the final part. It's I'm done, but you have to say that he's fine. That's all you're going to get out of me. All right. Okay. All right. I've been I've been I, curtailed. I did three JoJo stance today. It's one stand, just three forms. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not going to bite. I'm not going to okay. fall for this nonsense. All right. Well, thank you again for this wonderful segment, Manny. We've learned so much about wonderful onomatopoeia. I think you just disgusted yourself. That you, you, you thought of some uses of that second one. You put yourself in the JoJo protagonist mindset. I don't, uh, uh, I'm disgusted with you, with me, with this whole thing. I want to go home. I think I think there's only like one other one that has this many ones. Uh so hopefully that doesn't come up. But it's like it has like four. What do you mean hopefully? You have all the power here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna be like in, in two months. I don't know what my frame of mind is gonna be. Uh I'll try I won't do it for a while. Okay, I'll only just do, do the the one form. So you will do it, that's people. what you're saying. We'll we'll see. If if it becomes re- like impossible not to do it, it's like, oh, this would be such a perfect fit for this episode. Oh. You know, not anytime soon. What we will be doing sometime soon in fact so soon it will be in just a few moments is talk it's a bad about it's a bad segue i'm still mad at you right now <laughs> so we'll talk about robotech and macross by reading some summaries all right let's 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 read these darn summaries are you starting or am i starting what are we doing How i do always we do this? start reading yours uh, read read my yeah. darn summary yeah take a breath chill out forget about jojo's bizarre adventure right now it's hikaru's not so bizarre romance adventure that we've all, Hikaru, all right. his name is hikaru okay hikaru, you're right hikaru i'm sorry i made you so mad at me right, i deserve you, it do not make me reference star trek okay <laughs> you will get a shutdown by sag after they, they will be one of the three people listening and they will kill us the only thing i'm glad is that i wrote an extra long summary for you to write for for, for you to read okay yeah i'm glad you need to take a take a chill pill and i will now begin the city is rebuilding. Oh, I should say. Uh, episode, Macross, episode five. Two words, transformation. Like Transformers. The city is rebuilding. In the Nyan Nyan Chinese restaurant, Minmei is convincing the fam to reopen the restaurant. And the argument that there aren't enough food rations to go around isn't enough to change your mind. Cut to the grand opening, and a group of soldiers are the first customers. They seem to have watched the last episode of Macross because they know all about Minmei's tragic two to time. They ask her if she and Hikaru banged. And just as Hikaru is coming downstairs, uh, because he lives here now for some reason, Minmei totally friend zones him. Absolutely brutal. Hikaru goes back upstairs to have a bum out. After all, just last episode, she wanted them to go full Romeo and Juliet. Little spoilers, I think I also exactly say Romeo and Juliet in mine too. (laughs) Down engineering, Captain Burley Bruno meets with his chief engineer. Can this dude even see? Someone should get this guy some sunglasses or something. Anyway, the chief explains that shit is fucked up. They need to transform the ship. They want to fire the main gun. They keep showing his eyes. Oh, God, his eyes. Big Banana Bruno boldly declares that they cannot transform as it would cause too much damage to the silver-covering city. Hikaru's having another bum out at the side of the bucket of bolts that used to be his racer plane. When Fokker Senpai finds him, and boy, he's so glad to see him, he could give Hikaru a hug. But he won't. He's too much of a manly man to do that. 
Instead, he shows him the aircraft carriers that have been bolted onto the side of the Macross. Two Vapories take off into space from the deck of the carrier as a sick guitar version of the opening theme plays, and Hikaru figures out he's just being recruited. Hikaru wants to know about girls, though, so Fakra Senpai just laughs. On the alien command ship, the aliens find out that humans are just little versions of them, and they seem freaked out. They call us my clones. Weird. Hikaru is still bumming when he goes to hang out with Minmei in her room, but only as friends. Minmei is having her own bum out because she had totally passed a singing audition, but then the whole alien invasion thing happened. Seems like both their dreams have gone down the drain, her singing and his flying. If only there were fighter jets around. Enemy attack! While the Valkyries are busy engaging the battle pods, the main enemy ships open fire on the Macross and Big Bang Bruno's captain hat falls on the floor. Shit is going down. He immediately gives the order to transform the ship so they can fire their big gun. Down to the park that the ship apparently has, Minmei is trying to meet her recruiting quota. Hikaru just can't get away from these recruiters. It was just the whole damn city would just blow up, so they'll leave them alone. The transformation starts its transformation, and the whole damn city blows up. Dude, so many people die in that transformation while some sweeping music plays to help take your mind off all the dead civilians. The transformed Macross now looks vaguely like a humanoid robot and fires off a huge laser that destroys the enemy fleet. Down at the park, Hikaru has rescued Minmei from a literal and figurative crack at the ground that has uh, separated them and finally gives into all the pressure. He's finally going to join the military. He can't keep standing around in his little sweater vest doing nothing. Minmei is just happy to have met her recruitment quota. It's, uh, that recruitment joke is quite funny. <laughs> they were they were like they were both like just really pushing pushing joining the military on them it's a little bit like in dungeons and dragons where you have your your plot hook and you're really trying to get all your characters to do it but one of them is like oh i don't want to go on this adventure i love my village and then you have to like make a guy go and be like your village needs you to go on this adventure it's a little bit like that you know just like that yeah railroading as they say i liked all your bruno names thank you Thank you. Uh, when I when when I did all caps in the the transformation starts is transformation. I hope that you can hear echoiness of it. Uh, I don't know if, if you've watched the the previews. I, I watched it accidentally. The preview for the next episode in mm-hmm. in the previous episode of Macross. Whenever they say the episode title, the uh, the episode title is very echoey. You know, there's another really good mecha show about transformation called Transformers. Have you heard of it? Uh, no, I've never heard of it. I don't remember you telling me about it for <laughs> hours and hours and hours over, I mean, look at the calendar here, 10 years, maybe? <laughs> uh, it's pretty good sometimes. There's some fun guys in it. Also, uh-huh. a show that has some interesting uh, American and Japanese licensing things, just, just like Macross and uh, Robotech. I'm going to cut you off here. We're We're done with that. <laughs> I really is... put you in a bad mood today. This is the mm-hmm. friend of ours episode. Here we go. Well, hopefully my summary will get you back into your wonderful little pleasant self. All right, uh, let me just let me just finish this this vodka here so that I can be in the perfect mood, the uh, mind space to read a summary here. Are we doing like the angry video game nerd thing where he's like, oh, "Bucket of poopy, I have to drink this big thing of beer to understand this pile of shit." Uh, like no, that. I'm just, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm just not happy to be exposed <laughs> to your uh, to your toxic Transformers talk. <clears throat> episode 5, Transformation. One word, Transformation. The episode opens with Minmei convincing her guardians to reopen the unnamed Chinese restaurant. Are you sure it was unnamed? Maybe. Yes, maybe. I'm positive. I looked this okay. up explicitly. Uh, apparently named the White Dragon in the no- novelizations. 
with the promise of extra ration. Their first customers, a trio of soldiers, immediately start asking Min Mei if she got up to any funny business with Rick while they were trapped underneath the hole. Min Mei quite reasonably responds negatively, denying the allegations, and states that she and Rick are merely friends. Rick, who's rented out the room above in the unnamed Chinese restaurant, hears this and immediately starts talking to himself like an incel. He then storms out, depressed. That, that storm out scene was, was really funny to me. He's yeah. Just, oh, man. Uh, elsewhere on the ship, a scary demon engineer. Oh, you pointed this guy out, too. <laughs> a scary demon engineer, man, with a funny accent, tells Captain Henry that they will have to transform into a giant robot to fire their sick energy beam. Henry says, well, I probably shouldn't transform the ship into a robot then. Mm. <laughs> uh, Rick, moping next to his ship, is interrupted by Roy Fokker. Seeing that uh, Rick is in a bad way, Fokker channels all the masculine energy, emotional openness he can muster and tells him that his ship is a pile of junk. And he's right. He should get some <laughs> exercise and joining the military might cure his depression. That, that's, just, that just, that's perfect, right? That's just that's perfect. Uh, Rick tells him a bit about his woman troubles and Fokker responds that he should just cheer up since men make care enough to send Fokker to check on him in the first place. Meanwhile, aliens! Ah. These entrati look over some security footage and find out that the humans are tiny. And furthermore, they call them Micronians. The tiny one, Exodor, says that the ancient legends say explicitly not to fuck with them. With with us. That's us. Not them. Yeah. That's us. We're, we're not. We're not Macross people. They have uh, robots. They, <laughs> uh, we're, we're, not, we're not little enough. <laughs> the, uh, they decide to fuck with them just a little bit, though. Rick, slightly less mopey now, is in Mimei's room. Apparently, Min Mei's diary she went back for was actually an acceptance letter for a singing competition. Did I mention that letter in my... No, I don't think I did. Yeah, you, you mentioned that she won, I think. Okay. Continuity snarl or extra characterization. You decide. Right now, Manny, me, me, I decide. <laughs> yeah, I decide. Uh, No, they, they, they just fucked it up. They fucked it up. It's bad. <laughs> you think they made like, like an they, extra They literally the show the letter on screen. I should I should give some context in case you have not watched every episode well, like three times uh, bare bare minimum like me and Manny have in the this is the first episode right the first episode of a Macross uh, Min Mei runs back because she forgot something it, she doesn't say what that is in Macross but in Robotech she explicitly says oh I forgot my diary I'm going uh, back someone, to my diary yes yeah and someone someone might read it if I don't go back. Uh, so in this episode, we find she says explicitly, hey, this is the thing that I went back for. And it is not a diary. It is this um, you know, acceptance letter for being put into this competition. Uh, and, and, so, and it's extra embarrassing because uh, whoever was writing this already had like the whole completed series ready to go for them. They, they just could have done whatever they wanted. Now, keep in mind, Carl Masek did watch this completely silently. So I don't know if this was written at, like episode by episode, like in that, that sort of translation. So I see how that might have been fucked up. It might have also just been like a joke they put in at the last moment. Because that happened too. Well, let me keep going because uh, there's still one more paragraph here in this, okay. in this summary. Did, and did, did, you, did you decide which one it was? Continuity Snarl for sure? Oh, it's for sure a continuity snarl. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for making you say that word. <laughs> uh, I cannot pronounce it. Continuity. Okay, yeah. there we go. Just just copy paste that in there. <laughs> continuity. 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 Uh, <laughs> Oh no, while I was deciding, the Zentradi had attacked. The battle crosses for a bit. <laughs> the battle crosses? What is that? Is that a reference to something? I don't get it. This is like the third time I've used that. It's uh, the first episode. Is this, is this your The Battle Rages? Is that what yeah. you're trying to say? Yeah, we already had this conversation. For those of us who don't edit the podcast, including Manny, uh, in the first episode, we have a discussion about 
or placement for the battle rages. I say the battle crosses, and Mandy says, no, absolutely not, but I keep putting it in the summaries. <laughs> and each, this is not the first time I've done this. The second time you've done this, you, you said, like, the battle crosses? What are you talking about? <laughs> and you continue. Uh, anyway, the battle crosses for a bit before Henry realizes he should probably transform the ship into a robot. Rick and Minmay's awkward friend date is interrupted by the transformation, with Minmay nearly falling to her death once again. The Macross blows up the aliens with the giant laser beam once again, and after some minor gaslighting from Minmay, that was not minor, by the way, <laughs> Rick decides to join the military after all. Oh, and also the city's destroyed. The end. <laughs> my, uh, my summary gave you quite a bit of trouble this time around. <laughs> I've, 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 I've had quite a bit to drink today. Uh, by quite a bit, I mean, I mean like four shots of vodka. I, I'm glad you know, quite an entertaining summary, if I do, I do say so. Yeah, um, I, I ed- edited it to make me sound very smart, uh, well spoken, <laughs> just, just real, real, a uh, real dapper gentleman. I always do. I always do. Uh, I won't go back and listen to it, but I'm I'm gonna well thank you anyway. So so <sighs> where are we starting? Are we starting at the the, the, the at the start? Uh, yeah, let's start at the start. Yeah, they yeah they do not name this restaurant in robotech uh, do, do you like the name white dragon uh it's it's fine it's a good it's a good i prefer nyan nyan yeah that is cute it's very cute uh, uh cute the, like minmay's hair uh, when oh, she's yeah. do, when she's dolled up yeah, i don't like the word dolled up i just came out for some reason little chinese dress thing going on there it's quite yeah quite she's got the china well. dress she's got like the the big like 10 times bigger than princess leia hair buns yeah and immediately some very rude customers. Uh, it's, it is very rude for you to go to a restaurant and immediately start asking the waiter about her sex life. Especially in Japan, you can't even like give a really good tip afterwards because it's not a tipping uh, culture. There's no tipping culture. Also, she's like 15. You yes. shouldn't be asking if they banged. Yes. I, yes. I, I mean, there, there's a way to have that conversation more innocently. Be like, oh, do you guys like kiss down there? You, you know, it doesn't have to be banged. Did, did you guys hold hands? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had like a niece or something... That's, that might be a joke I might make. Like, oh, did you did you hold hands with that guy? But, you know, that's, that's not like a creepy freak thing to do. Uh, so charitably, that might be what the soldiers are talking about. I don't know if they're they're making it uh, that strange exactly. They, they probably are, but... They, they super are. All three yeah. of them, I think. Okay. Uh, in any case, for someone that you are having serving you at a restaurant, it is extremely rude, and you should not be doing it. Yes. Especially if you're not going to leave like a, like a $20 tip or something. But yeah, that, that gets us into the emotional meat of this episode, which is the uh, Hikaru and Rick incel stuff. Uh, before we recorded this, I sent you a clip of the very funny uh, Sonic 06 fan dub where Mephiles talks about getting friend zoned. And I said, this is this is Hikaru and Rick in this episode. Would you, would you agree? Uh, uh, Rick sli- uh, or uh, Roy slightly less so, but but Rick, oh boy, man. <laughs> He's, he's he's full gamer mode when he sits down after learning that Minmay said those things to the, the soldiers about not being interested just friends huh after everything that happened the very next day we're just friends uh pretty funny too in macross that clip is uh, she wants to off herself with him which is not very romantic uh i, I was promised romeo and juliet here and i don't see any in your I think, summary you're right i think i wrote it and then i unwrote it but i i did i had it in initial draft Okay. Sorry for lying. At least you thought about it. I, you know, I want to say like in Minmay's defense, I don't know if she is actually interested and it's, a, you know, obviously fine and normal if she isn't. She went through a traumatic uh, It's situation. completely normal if she isn't. They were, they were in a, like, in extenuating circumstances. It was a situation with a lot of pressure. 
like they were they were stuck in the in the ship's bowels for like two weeks. They were starving. They were close to death. I, I can see it happening. And then Min made you saying like, nah, 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 son. Yeah. And and also, even if she did feel that way, you wouldn't say that to a bunch of strangers, right? Like, even if you did have a crush on some guy, if three random soldier dudes came up, you're like, oh, you guys, like, get up to some stuff? Of course you'd say, oh, no, we're just friends. It's it's fine. It's normal. Don't make all these horrible rumors about me. Yes, that's, the that, that's true. But, but the only thing that I was missing is... is I don't think it's a good thing, but I think I think realistically, all three of those soldiers would have busted out laughing and called out her friend zoning him. They knew he was there too, right? Oh yeah, they said, "Hey, doesn't that guy live here? Isn't he like upstairs? Let me speak louder." Yeah, how do they know that? Uh yeah, like right. Uh, how big is this town? How like how big is the city? Like how much of the city is is in in the bowels of the ship? Yeah, I mean, I get that, like, oh, we, we heard a story about finding these two kids after 12 days after a missile fell through. Like, that's pretty note- noteworthy. But then we also know that he's living with you now is a little bit more extraneous. That's weird, too. Why is he living with them? I think it's just, like, it's a place to stay. He doesn't have anywhere else to go. And they probably have a lot of places already took up from the first 12 days. I don't know. Like, Roy really looks at, uh, after him. Like, Roy would have gotten him a room somewhere. I don't think they met until this episode, which is kind of weird which in its own way. Weird, also, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that that too. That later opening. on, there's some significant changes. Real quick, the the mayor was canonized as mayor in in Robotech in this episode. I think they I think they said that at the end of last episode too. Oh, when did they? oh yeah, yeah. Out, I think yeah. When she looked up and was like, "Oh, mayor, Mr. Mayor." I'm glad you brought it up because there's a, a few very funny lines here. In, in that scene, when both both uh, in Robotech, I'm referring to when Minmay is talking to her guardians, and she's trying to. Uh, I, I hope you say what I'm thinking here. At the at the very end, the uncle's like, uh, "Boy, I really hope that this this will end up being a uh, that that we won't regret this." And then the aunt says, "No." I only hope we're not making a mistake about this. No, we're not. We we're not. We won't. Like just point point blank. I thought that was really funny. And uh, also, uh, when Minmay is talking to the mayor, and the mayor is like, "Are you are you crazy? Why are you trying to reopen a restaurant in the middle of this freaking spaceship? At Have the you edge ever considered? Of the yeah, you ever thought that this would be like a a weird and crazy thing to do?" And Minmay says, "No, Mister Mayor, we never thought of that." Have you gone completely crazy? Has it ever occurred to you that we are at the edge of the universe in the belly of a spaceship? No, Mister Mayor, we never thought of that. The, my my first note in in my notes that I took on Robotech is uh, sassy Minmay is sassy. <laughs> Do you think it's sassy or she's just uh, like I, th- I thought she was being sassy at him. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. That I that scene where Minmay is talking, trying to convince the the guardians to open the restaurant. Yeah, not so much in Robotech, but in Macross, the way they reacted to her bringing up opening the restaurant and saying uh, she, she brought it up, then they said, "Oh, we don't have the rations," and she said. Well, you had the restaurant open during the war. The way they reacted, like like they looked mm. at each other, like they were covering something up. And I just immediately thought, oh, they were they were they were serving people food, like man. Oh, God, I I didn't go there. Like that that was like the first thing I thought of. Like the way they looked at each other, like like shifty eyes hiding something. I saw that too. I just kind of thought that they felt a little bit guilty about being lazy about not reopening the restaurant right away and they're being called out on it i didn't go full cannibal corpse nah man so the greenest people okay that's a possible reading i don't know if i can go there with you but i'll 
look, just watch it again. You'll be like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I think that's about all for for that scene. It's very funny, all the, the the initial incel stuff. But we go to the Fokker bit where uh, Rick is, is uh, Rick and Hikaru is hanging out with their uh, now pretty badly drunked around ship, uh, and we get a really bad change in Robotech. I really, I think this episode really suffers in Robotech, mostly for the Fokker scenes. The issue here is that in Macross, as we mentioned, it is very weird. Um, Fokker goes up to, to see Rick and he like almost starts crying. It's a very like emotional moment for him. It's very sweet. He calls him a cockroach, but in a very sweet way, he's like, Oh, I really happy that you survived Hikaru. You're like a cockroach. You, you, you can never die. And it's a, it's kind of like very heartwarming moment. Hikaru and Fokker are both like smiling ear to ear and, and they have a nice, pleasant little conversation about you know him seeing that these this, this very close person to him managed to survive when because he was really concerned over the course of the last few episodes that he he was okay. Uh, in Robotech, they completely cut out the bit about him being relieved to see him and him almost crying, and basically just walks onto the scene and says, "Your plane is a piece of shit. It's a piece of it's a piece of junk. It sucks." Yeah, like he like reinforces it like three or two or three times. Uh, and it really sucks that they made that change. It was a beautiful scene of showing this great and, and relationship. Fokker still has like that reaction shot of him uh, crying, of like him like looking at at uh, at Rick, and just you could see some emotion in his eyes, but he doesn't yeah. he doesn't like express it. Yeah, uh, super lame. Super super lame. How and and like you're saying, Manny, how did he not actually see Rick in all the time that he's been back? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long he, was. Was it implied that it's one day? I think. I think they said well, it's been like the next day. I think. Gosh. I think Rick said, "Oh, yesterday was she, she wanted Romeo and Juliet, and now I'm friend zoned." Okay, yeah, that could be it. I and mean, I guess he is like pretty busy with you know being one of the head commanders for the the military that he wouldn't have time to go off on, on yeah. the town and stuff. But but still, like, say hi. There was a whole night. You could say, "Hey, hey, what's up, Rick?" <laughs> Do you think maybe that's why they made that change in Robotech? Is that they didn't want to give that impression that he hasn't visited him yet? Uh, I, I mean, I would hope so. That's that that makes more sense than than the ambiguity in Macross. Yeah. Otherwise, they both kind of go to the the same place where he tries to. I don't does he. I don't think he tries to get him to join the the military in that first scene in Macross. Uh, am, I, am I misremembering? No, both times because he takes okay. him. He takes him to look at at the. The Veritech fighters, right? Taking off. But, but before then, like in that first scene when they're still near the junk ship, does he mention uh, the military? No, no. Uh, he just he in in Macross, he says, "Hey, let's go take a walk." Yeah, yeah. In 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 Robotech, he explicitly says, "Exercise will do some good." <laughs> and uh, dick move. And I think he says, and uh, this is a slight change. In he's talking about, "Hey, don't let some other man steal Minmay away from you." But in in Macross, he says that. But in Robotech. He explicitly says, "A man in uniform." They switched. I I didn't want to think like, "Oh, is Foker do, being a little more creepy now?" I didn't want to think that they'd switch sides. But really, that that's been the case this episode in terms of the, yeah. the creepitude and the assholeitude. Mm-hmm. They've they've taken some bad lessons from each other. Yep. 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 Uh, well, I guess uh, just Foker's real, taking good lessons from Foker about bad lessons. Real, real, real tiny, tiny, quick yeah. thing that I that it made me it just popped in my head when. Fokker was ex- expressing his concern for for Hikaru or, or Rick Hunter. Either way, yeah. and then Hikaru like turns around and asks about girls. 
the the thing that popped into my head was uh can love bloom even in the battlefield <laughs> like that can was immediately <laughs> like it's just immediately otacon which was which is kind of like i don't i don't want to call otacon like straight up incel or anything but he's he's got incel ish tendencies i think I think Otacon's a full-on nerd. He's not an incel. He doesn't have the anger that an incel would have. I think it's a difference. Rick has the anger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just just that the, the way he asked the question made me think. Just, just evoked it in my head. That's all. Do you think Rick would pee himself in a locker? Oh, yeah. Hikaru, no. Rick, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I don't think Fokker or Fokker's advice is very good. Um, mm Maybe a bit of a controversial opinion from uh, people on on the left side of politics, but I'm going to say, if you're depressed, don't join the military. That's not a good solution. <laughs> I mean, like the I I understand that there's this this situation they're in is, is odd, specific, unique, mm-hmm. but also, come on, come yeah, on. yeah. I mean, you know, if if there are aliens that come to invade us, maybe I might be a little more pro pro shooting some aliens, depending on if they're cool or not, you know, if they're hot or like, if they're really big, that's scary. I'd be scared if they're really big aliens out there. They're really big too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, speaking of what we get to that scene of the really big aliens and they're like, wow, they're so tiny and they have different, different cute little names for them, which we'll probably talk about at the end. Uh, anything else about that scene you want to bring up? I really thought it was funny. That in in that first scene with with the aliens, they say, "Why haven't they fired their main gun?" And then later on, when they fire their main gun, like <laughs> they really went like full surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, did you have any any thoughts about like not not the name convention, uh, not the name convention of it, but just like what you think the Myclone slash Micronian uh, stuff is about? I, I want to know why, like in both of their like ancient legends or whatever. Like they, they're advised to avoid the little people. I bet it's like an elephant thing. Like you, they don't want to have the mouse crawl up the snout and, and choke him out. It's kind of like that. Oh, wow. Like that, that, like, can you imagine like a normal human person, <laughs> like getting inside like the ear or something of a person, of one of the big people? It's sounding like strange fetish stuff all of a sudden. No, I meant like, like <laughs> just like punching one of the aliens inside the eardrum or something. Can, can you imagine if like a fully grown human was like enveloped and like you just swallowed them whole, how that would feel like? That'd be really cool. I hope I did not sound like that <laughs> when I was when I was speaking just now. For the record, like anybody listening out there, I'm not. I'm not into gigantism. This is uh, not my... No, that's it. We're ending this conversation here. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, vor lore and no, no, thank you. Sotrati's history. <laughs> okay, uh, I inf- do. Want, I do want to mention real quick the the music in in the uh, the Veritic fighter takeoff scene uh, mm-hmm. in Macross. Really good in Robotech. Really bad. Really, How would really you bad. describe it? Like mid tier, like royalty free music that you'd find on YouTube. That that is like you're trying to find a good one, and you're still like three tracks away from finding that right one. And that's that's what they oh. used here. They're three tracks away from finding Lifeline by Alexi Action. Houston, our <laughs> opening. Uh, thank you, Alexi Action, for that cool opening. Thank you. Put a bunch of dumb clips over. So moving on from the giant aliens, we go into the scene with the giant continuity snarl. Let's let's get our full rage nerd faces on, Manny. Let's get fucking furious and angry about this continuity issue. Urgh. I mean, like the the bigger continuity issue is uh, didn't didn't like 
Rick slash Hikaru like just fucking destroy Minmay's room? They they mentioned that, don't they? They said, but then do they have an answer? Doesn't he say like, didn't I destroy this? And she says like, no. Yeah, like he he brings it up in in uh in Macross. He didn't. He doesn't bring it up in Robotech. Okay. And, and like she kind of just moves past it. When She's like, oh, oh, Rick, oh, Roy, <laughs> or whatever. When you're enough of an airhead, the things like material consequences literally fail to matter to you. They just <laughs> get fixed magically. Uh, but yeah, we learned that there's a Miss Macross competition. Um, that you know, Minmay is it's an interesting little character moment here because uh, both Minmays are like surprisingly grounded, especially compared to Rick for the first time in the show. Uh, where Rick's like, oh, when we get back, we'll be able to do that. And then he's like, I don't know if, if we, we are going. Back. Yeah, it, that might not be a for sure thing. We might like have to consider we're here for the long haul. Uh, which just so show amount of emotional so, you know, maturity on Amin part. That she's a little bit, got a little bit more cooking in there than what first appears. It's also really nice. Like she, despite that one Sonic 06 clip where Mephil is like, woman in the friend zone they treat you more like an accessory uh, i don't think that's 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 the case of minmay here she seems to be like actually a pretty nice friend she's very supportive despite maybe some of the military stuff i think she legitimately means good by it and thinks that'll help cheer rick up and she does like say go to fokker like hey look my friend is sad could you go in and cheer him up i don't know what his problem is uh, and that's like good friend behavior yeah yeah that, that was a bit off screen i would have appreciated seeing that but but uh i agree she tried to help him, try to get him help because she she saw him storm out like that. Do you feel the audience is supposed to be on on uh, Rick Roo's side here, in regards to like feeling Minmay is is being weird or confusing? I think so because just because of how the narrator has pointed it out. Yeah, like if the narrator hadn't explicitly said Minmay's being weird, what's going on? Uh, you know, I would be like, you know, she, she's just being a human being. Yeah. Uh, the more we talk about it, the more I see that Minmate is being extremely a normal 15-year-old girl here. Yes. And not, not even like 15-year-old girl, most like a normal girl. Just a normal um, human person. Yes. Like I like I I understand a little bit for for Rick and Akaru to have like that the big emotional closeness uh that immediately be closed off. But also and, you know, he's a teenager too, but also it's it was a really traumatic situation. You both are, are you know, together, and that stuff may not go one-to-one in the outside world i mean she still like sees you in a very close way i feel like she you know she's letting you live at your house dude yeah um, uh she's letting you live at, at her her place she clearly has a lot of trust and respect for you and that doesn't have to come in the form of romantic emotional a romantic intensity. relationship yeah yeah and but, rick, but that's what he wants mm-hmm. rick's a hot shot pilot donna do you, do you think does rick uh or hikaru seem like the sort of guy to, like have had a previous girlfriend you think uh no neither of them yeah, I think, I think he's been too busy with his piloting. <laughs> uh, there, there was no room for for women in his world of uh, fighter pilots until yeah. now, when he was forced. All right. So then, anyway, there's, so there's a ship being attacked still, uh, fighting yada yada. At some point during this, the captain's hat falls off, and I say he looks like a stoner with his hair. With his hair, it's so <laughs> it's so unkempt, isn't it? Yeah, it's embarrassing. Like, I, I guess he was wearing that hat for a reason, not because he's mm-hmm. captain, but just to hide his shame. Yeah, he he should be ashamed. I mean, he does vape, uh, so I, I understand uh, yes. why his hair looks like that. Uh, Henry vapes, not yeah, Bruno. Henry vapes. Bruno, Bruno just had a bad hair day. I kept looking in other in the later bridge scenes to see if if his hat would be on the ground. It was not. It was, I would have been really fun 
if his hat was just laying on the floor there. Continuity snarl number two. You better watch yourself, Macross. Oh, uh, you, you did sound extra nerd there. I bought <laughs> it. I bought it. I bought the bit. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be so excited when we get Linkara on here to help point out all the, the various continuity issues. Oh, man. Fedoras for everybody. You know, it's so funny is like when I think of, of Linkara and like Cinema Sins, like they're kind of doing the same level of criticism, but I have no endearment for Cinema Sins whatsoever and have a lot of endearment for Linkara. I don't want to watch either of them, but when I think uh, back, they do them, the same thing, but, but the presentation is so different. Yeah. Soul versus And, and also the subject matter. Also the subject matter. Yeah. Linkara is doing things no one gives a shit about but him, and that's cool. Hell yeah. Hell Shout yeah. Linkara. Linkara, if you're a friend of Linkara, please get him on the show. We'll do a Robotech thing, and I promise not to make fun of him because he's very sensitive. Uh, I would be like, hey, do your thing. I, I want to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be just like you, Linkara. Uh, I'm probably as old as Linkara, if not older. Uh, if, if you're listening to this and don't know who Linkara is, you are probably a little bit outside of our age range. Uh, he used to be very big on the internet. You can Google him. He does bad comic reviews. It's fine. Anyway, uh, moving on. So there's a big fight. There's a big transformation. I, I, I put in here in my notes that I think in the very first episode or close to it, you had a question to me regarding what it was like on the inside when the transformation happened. And they said, Oh, you're going to see what it looks like when and they transform. we saw, Oh boy. Yeah. Like, like why? Okay. Okay. The, the ship transforms. I understand that it's going to cause a lot of, of trauma damage in, in the city that they're rebuilding. Uh, why is there a giant open space hatch when the ship is transforming? What is that? What purpose does that serve? It's a good question. Like, like it was the size of an apartment building. It cuts off like the end of a street and then like another door closes behind it. I mean, keep in mind, they just like built a city on top of whatever was there before. It probably made a lot more sense. They probably just like paved over all the warning signs like, hey, during a transformation, don't be here. They'll oh, is, is, that, is that where the, the White Dragon restaurant is built over the big warning yeah. sign? Uh-huh. Like, don't build here. <laughs> Please do not make a civilization of fifty to seventy thousand people inside of this ship because it will collapse when you transform into a giant robot. Was it was it when his hat fell off? Henry said thundering asteroids. <laughs> Just like as an exclamation. Thundering asteroids. That was good. That was real good. We don't get a great look at the transformed Macross's episode, which is a little bit strange. Um, did you kind of like the look of it from what you saw? I said vaguely humanoid because yeah. we don't see we don't see any good angles of it. Yeah, like they're all up close and like very low, looking up, very up, looking down to the side. You can barely see the damn thing. Yeah, it's like a lot of bad Tinder pictures, really. Like I can see that it has aircraft carrier arms. That's about all I can I can figure out. Yeah. Another bad Tinder photo issue. Like, oh, damn, that that guy's got some aircraft carrier arm. Know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> is, that, is that a compliment? <laughs> like, does that turn you on? Is that what you're telling me? There's a lot of strange things you can say about people that could be taken either way. Uh, I think yeah. I got told I had a dad bod once as a compliment. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Uh, aside from quotes... Uh, we get into the last bit of the episode with uh, Minmay and Rick. You know, the whole transformation things happens. They shake around. And uh, that, there's was, that the... was a weird scene. Uh, like for, for me, I, I guess it was more of a continuity thing in, in Robotech. Yes. And the third snarl, strike out. Yep. Uh, uh, so 
but yes. I, I guess we should talk about like the actual framing of it first. Like, did you, what, what did you think of it? Let's, let's say in Mac, like aside from the weird Robotech stuff, what did you think of it in Macross when it's just the pure, slightly strange incel uh, Hikaru and Minmay having a, a conversation about romance? I, I yeah. was just embarrassed for Hikaru <laughs> throughout that whole scene. He is just insufferable. Mm-hmm. Just listening to him, like, oh, I wish he's a blow of the damn ship, pretty much. He's a doomer. He's full on, like, if this girl does not date me, I think everyone here should die. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, cool. he explicitly says that. Even even Minmay's like, dude, what the hell? You can't you can't just say that. Yeah, it's a huge red flag. I, I'm going to say the first real legitimate, like, unsalvageable red flag does not come from Minmay comes from hikaru and kind of rick 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 is a lot better he's 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 not great he's not good but he's better than than hikaru okay let's let's talk about the continuity thing and what what that means so yeah we we mentioned hikaru says all the stuff about oh i want everyone to die so rick does not say that rick instead says a similar line he, he says instead i wish no one had ever found us yes yes uh, which very, obviously very doom but yeah uh, and Minbei's reaction to that is a little bit strange because she says, oh, that's so cruel. Uh, which, like, I guess I can see, like, that is a little bit cruel. Like, well, it's not, like, mean-spirited. Um, like, I don't know if that would be, like, the the first words I'd say. Like, obviously not a, a normal or good thing to say. Oh, I wish that we hadn't been t- taken care of. But, you know, not, like, a cruel thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I would have said, like, dude, what the hell? What? <laughs> what? That, or, like, we're, we're alive now. Yeah, but it's more confusing than mean. But uh, after the transformation, when Roy rescues her, uh, also just real quick, I thought it was funny. Minmay reacts to that line. She says, "I hate you, Rick." And then, like <laughs> her very next line is, "Save me, Rick." <laughs> when when, know, when the, uh, the crack opens up and she falls, opinions change fast when you're you're dangling on, on a ledge. Uh, Macross Minmay didn't say that. She just said, oh, "I'm falling." <laughs> <laughs> she had more respect for herself in that yeah. moment. Uh, but but strangely, when she gets back up, the the big issue here, I think the the order of things is that Rick says, you know what, I am going to join the military, and Minmay's like, oh, didn't you say you wanted the whole place destroyed? And it's like, no, he actually did not. I I, I went back and I looked again and again to see. Yeah, if he me too. I that. was like, did I miss something? What's what's going on here? Like, why is she reacting to to Macross Min uh, Hikaru's line if he didn't say that in Robotech? He didn't say blow up the damn ship. To everyone who, here who's watching, who's thinking, oh, wow, look at these incompetent people who can't tell the difference between Macross and Robotech. They keep getting them confused. Even the show can't tell sometimes. Even yeah. the show is responding to a character from a different show saying things he did not say in, say in their own show. Like he should, Minmay should have said, uh, well, we almost died just like you wanted us to. Something like that. Yeah, like, like, well, we almost died just like we would have if we had stayed uh, in that rat slash mouse infested area. Oh, I have a slight update on that, by the way. My friend does a little bit of, of Japanese knowledge, uh, said it is the same word in Japanese, just like I had I mentioned. They do. Uh, what word? What are you talking about? So in last last episode, I mentioned that rat and mouse are the uh, the same word in Japanese. Uh-huh. Was it the word that I said? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're the they're the same in Japanese. You can connote rats by using katakana uh, rather than hiragana or kanji is nice. is what she said. So 
little 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 rat fact for you. Uh, that's what Min May should have said instead. Said, uh, we would have been eaten by rats down there. Damn rats! Yeah. All right, that's that's the episode. Any last last bits you, we didn't touch on? I said Robotech has worse music. That's true for ninety five percent of the episode, except for the space battle scene where it has like sick, almost like Tokusatsu fight music. Okay, I think like eighties Tokusatsu about. fight music. Yeah, I think that's some good stuff. Shout out to Carl Masek. Yes, our 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 friend and yours, Carl Masek. Unproblematic king, Carl Masek. What else I have in my notes here? I have three words. Handwritten, progressively bigger each time. Gasp, gasp, gasp. <gasps> it was a very Simpsons gag to me. <laughs> Just like each each one gasping pro- progressively louder. That's, that is pretty good. I, they, they seem like normal gasping. I feel like if I'm gasping in a situation, I would just automatically assume I have to gasp louder than the last person for tapping effect. Yes. Like so, I, I, I would try and gasp the loudest just to have nobody gasp after me. No, I, I have another nerd nitpick for you. Ooh, Our theme of the hit, episode. Me, hit me, hit me. And I might be wrong about this. You can you can reverse nerd nitpick me. You can counter it. So I believe this is in both. When they are uh, at the aircraft carrier and they see all the ships flying around, uh, one thing that was too boring to make it into our summaries is that um, Hikaru and Rick say, wow, these ships can fly into space? That's really cool. But my question is, like, didn't they fly from Earth into space from a Valkyrie to get onto the Macross in like the second episode? From Earth, who? It was when Fokker had rescued Hikaru and Rick, and they all flew in their ships from Earth onto the ship that was now in orbit. Uh, I, I would say that was still LOE. It's still okay. allowed. Just low Earth orbit. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, you know, it could fly up to where the, the International Space Station is. It's fine. Okay. I, I feel like I saw, like, you know, black stars and stuff and, around them, but I could be wrong. I mean, I you, could, I think, you could still see those black stars like pretty, pretty low down on Earth. Okay, well, we'll we'll say half nerd nitpick. Maybe right, maybe wrong. I'm not like, I think I think you're right to point it out. Okay, uh, great. Also, uh, I, I think I think uh, Fokker described like the type of engine that the that the the Valkyries had uh, different mm. in in Macross and Robotech, but it doesn't matter. It does no? Yeah, it's, we're not here to talk about that. Yes, we're only here to talk about things that do matter. Uh, what did you think of this episode, by the way, in both cases? Did you enjoy it? I think this episode really makes Hikaru slash Rick. What do you say? Ricaru? Ricaru. I like Ricaru better. <laughs> Ricardo. Uh, it makes him look bad. And it also uh, makes Captain Global look not so great. He's He's been having a bad run of, of it lately. Yeah, he's having a real Bruno moment on both sides. The the space, uh, like the gravity engines in the first episode was a bad idea. Those just things just took off. The space fort was a bad idea. The transformation was like, I guess he had to do it, but it was still a bad idea. Like it was the only idea, but it was still not great. Yeah. This is a city planning issue though. Yeah. Can't can't blame him for everything. You need to know these things before that demonized guy. When he saw all the buildings coming in, he he should have been the one to be like, "Hey, listen." Yeah, the chief cannot. engineer should have said, "Hey, I'm the chief engineer here, and uh, we're gonna need to transform the ship at some point. And these buildings right here, these buildings right here, they're in a bad spot." You know, I've heard in prison they'll do those sort of tattoos where you make your eye all black like that, like like the eyelid mm-hmm. when, when you close it. Oh uh, no no not the eyelid like like the actual, the, the actual eye. eye whoa yeah and like what was up with that guy's eyes why did they draw him like that I think he's got some harsh prison background he he learned how to engineer 
you you get on, on you got streets. what I meant, right? With the the Mirai from First Gun to Mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the same thing. Except, except like his is like three times bigger. Yeah. Do you think he's oh. also in love with the captain? Yes. And, and, and they're they... they're going to get married and, and have a really problematic child together. <laughs> uh, Bruno and Henry will uh, leave his wonderful wedded husband on Earth to go fuck off while he goes on space adventures. <laughs> yeah, and never... for sure. Yeah. That's why cats ended up that way because he had an absent father. So shame on you, Bright. Uh, I wasn't talking about cats. <laughs> oh no, he's, he's a problematic kid. Hathaway. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, Cat, cats. Cats was problematic, but he solved his own problem towards the end there. Yeah, fair. I, I've only seen the first Hathaway movie. He seems cool. I don't know if I'd say problematic. Or did you do you read the books or something? No, uh, Charles Counterattack. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's not. You know, he got he got better. We're all, we're all kids once. Uh, yes, he he got, he got promoted to the head of a terrorist organization. You know, he's no Guinea. Yeah, uh, Guinea mm, sucks. Yeah. Mm. Are you really going to be a... Look, look, he's like, he's diet caffeine-free Guinea. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I thought you were going to be like a full-on Guinea defender on this podcast. That's no, going to be outrageous. Oh, no, no, that's, that's not going to work. That would have been rough. <laughs> uh, overall, I think probably maybe my least favorite episode so far mostly revolves around like weird incel politics. Yeah, the, like just really puts puts our our main character in a bad light in in several different ways yeah uh, not too funny or charming or interesting uh there's really just the one moment i really liked which was fokker's interaction with hikaru which is only present in, in uh, one of the two yep one yeah. of the, the two of these episodes uh so a little bit weak i'm gonna have to agree with you uh the macros episode is slightly better but still not so hot like i said it makes captain global just seem kind of like a like i don't know i don't know i guess, I guess we're gonna have to see how how global performs the next episode Hmm? Yeah, uh, is it going to be a uh, downward trend going to continue? Yes. And speaking of downward trends, we have our last segment, cross up. Let's... We're going to do a cross up. Yeah, it's an e- easy one. We're going to do my clone versus my cronian. What do you think is better? My my clone. Yeah. Mm, I don't I don't really like either of them. Oh, but like it's just, just my 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 crone my clone. <laughs> My crone who lives in in the back in the shed. <laughs> Dearie, I'm fucking old. Yes, oh, crone. That's, that's all she has to say. <laughs> no, I'm calling in again to say I'm still fucking old. Uh, I thought Goodbye. she was going to be brewing potions back there or something. I'm brewing a potion to make me older. I drink it. Um, <laughs> the the voices for the villains are are really kind of kind of starting to get to me in Robotech because they're <laughs> hard to understand. Yeah, I don't like them. Like well, when he said when he said Micronians, I like I was like, what what did he say? I had to turn on subtitles. It's especially hard for me to don't, don't get mad at me. Only when I rewatch it to write the summaries, I put on Robotech on one point five times speed, and everyone else is legible except for them. Yeah, it's. Uh, I hope I hope they ease off the uh, whatever audio filter they're they're using there. Uh, so so which one do you prefer, my clones what? or Macronians? Oh, that's right. Um, uh, so I, I feel like it's a little weird because they seem like they're indicating two very different things. You know, like they they both have like micro in it, to indicate but one small. has clones. Yes, one has clones, and the other, you know, Rodians. If it's like a individual type of species or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little bit hard because I know what they are, 
I, I, I think I'm going to have to go with my clone too. I think it's, I think it sounds a little bit cooler and I, I think it makes a little bit less sense to say Micronians in this case too. Oh, since you, you have knowledge of, of the future here. Yes, since I have my with my future knowledge, but you know, I'm going to say mostly going on on the cooler thing. I can't just say whatever makes makes the most sense. So mostly on on how cool it sounds on my clone. I like that. Uh, okay, all right, yeah. Congratulations to original Macross for the better term. Uh, the the other interest, the other maybe interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to put it as a cross up because it's a from a novelization that is not really canon. But you know, White Dragon versus Nyan Nyan, and also just no competition. Of course, Nyan Nyan beats it. You can yeah. come on. Nyan, I would love. Nyan. Yeah, you remember Nyan Cat? Uh, yes, I remember the people would, would say Nyan Cat. Huh, that's bad. I saw a really meme bad. recently where it was a bunch of old memes all standing outside of a hill, and then including Nyan Cat, and they're all shown in the next panel to be dead with tombstones, except for the one remaining troll face, which is the only one that's stayed alive all this time. Good old, good old troll face. Uh, is 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 blinking white guy old enough to be in there? No, no, no. The blinking white guy is like ten years after that period of memes. But it's also like really old at this point. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like no one's no one's using blinking white guy anymore. Are you, are you serious? Uh, like I, somebody used blinking white guy at me today. <gasps> They're old. Was it was it lunchbox? Uh, no, it was some young kid on a Discord server, a oh, J-pop okay. server. Cool. Oh yeah, this is the fifth episode. You said on your fifth episode you would show them this. This podcast, once it's a real thing, it's officially a real podcast now. Uh, yes, as, as soon as you've got this edited out, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this up in the uh, Manny's Velvet Lounge channel wow. in the J Pop Suki Discord server. You know, it's gonna be rough. Is already my friends who listen to this? They say that they like your jokes better. So now, when your friends do it, of course they're gonna like your stuff even more. It's gonna be hard for me to handle. What jokes do I make? I don't make any jokes. <laughs> yeah, 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 my friends. Manny doesn't even make any jokes, so you should like my stuff more. Wow. What does that say about me. you that I don't make jokes and I'm the funny one? <laughs> it means it's really sad. I hope they really like my my old crone impression that makes potions. That's all I'm that's all I'm you, counting. Your about. old crone impression is, is it was exactly the same as your Picard impression. Great. Well, thank you everyone so much for coming in and listening to Do You Remember Robotech? Once again, I appreciate all of you who listen, as well as, and especially, Manny, who listens so well to me exclusively and even responds occasionally. Uh, Not this time. He did not not respond this time. I was wondering how long it would take you to point that out. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you again, everyone. I hope you have a freaking wonderful rest of your day or night. And remember, I love you. You love me. Remember, Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. 
Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collins.